This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good evening. Final hour now. Counting you down to LSU and Mississippi State tonight. The Tigers and the Bulldogs. Got a question for Herb Tyler. Give us your take, your key to tonight's game at 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. LSU and Mississippi State, the last three meetings have been decided by five points or less. And tonight, the Mississippi State Bulldogs come into tonight's contest. Surprisingly, the top defensive team in the conference when it comes to defensive efficiency and the top offensive unit, offensive efficiency, is the LSU Tigers. That is it. And Herb, sometimes you look at these two. It's notable that something that's brought up the uniqueness of this is two profile uh, coordinators, one that had been around the SEC for quite some time, and mm-hmm. Todd Grantham at the University of Georgia, and then of course Matt Canada, and both of these guys tonight. You can be, you can almost see in the in the broadcast, also on TV, the broadcasts on radio talk about it, the kind of sizing up, the what do you say, chess match, cat and mouse yep. match, so to speak, between these two tonight. It's going to be interesting, her. It's going to be very interesting, and I, you know the, the the best thing for me is I enjoy watching that. I, I want to know who, what offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator is going to come up with the right game plan in order to stop or, you know, or or excel their offense, if, if you will, um, against that defense. So, you know, the, you know it's going to come down to who's going to play the most physical football, who's going to make the most plays, who's going to be most efficient, and who's going to execute, whether it be on defense or, or offense. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, ultimately – this is this is going to be a really good SEC game, you know. I I really do. I really think this 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 game is going to be one of those games where everyone's going to be able to say on both sides of the ball, right? Mississippi State fans, LSU fans. Okay, here's where we are in the SEC because you got two teams that are similar, not the same, but similar. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, one that's you know really truly looking for an identity in 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 for years to come in the LSU and one who's already somewhat established their identity in Mississippi State and who's going to come out on top in my opinion I think it's the Tigers. 260-1870 you can text us at 870 Let's get you caught up Herb is Maestro Dave Potter is going to get us some scoreboard music and get an afternoon look at scoreboards. The early games the noon and uh, 11 a.m. games are just about wrapped up yep. including a shootout at the Liberty Bowl but here we go right now these <laughs> are the 2 o'clock and 2.30 games in progress 3, kickoff, three o'clock kickoff too as well number 10 Wisconsin and, no, and BYU are knotted up at 3 apiece that is uh, late in the first quarter. It's East Carolina 14, number 16, Virginia Tech 7. Virginia Tech uh, at the end of the month will play Clemson. Number 20, TCU trails SMU late in the first and uh, Fort Worth 16 to 7. And Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville in the swamp, it is number 24, Florida. Three, number 23, Tennessee, zero. Number 15, Auburn and Mercer, no score, just on the way, 10 minutes left in the first. Mm-hmm. It's gone final at the Liberty Bowl. Memphis now 2-0, 48-45 wow. over UCLA. Josh Rosen with a big day, but not big enough as Memphis comes out on top, 48-45. to Big win for Memphis over top 25 teams. No doubt about it. And I think now they are 6-0 and in their last six against top 25 teams. 
number seven, Michigan. Uh, takes care of Air Force, but not in a big way, 29-13. to 13. Oklahoma State, boy, and Jalen McCleskey. Yes, sir. Know about that name, that yes, young sir. man from St. Paul in Covington, seven receptions, 162 yards, and three scores a day. As uh, Mason Rudolph, three of his five TDs to Jalen. And, uh, boy, I'm going to tell you what. That's a big combination. Oklahoma State's going to put up a lot of points on whoever they play. From here on out, man, look, J.J. has done a great job with his son, Jalen, and um, and it's showing off on the, on the football field week in and week out. All right. Also, it's Army at number eight, Ohio State tonight. Oregon State is at number 20 on Washington State. Tulane is a 5 o'clock kickoff this evening at Oklahoma. Colorado State is at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Alabama to take on the number one-ranked Clemson Tide. Georgia State, the Panthers are at Penn State. Sanford is at Georgia between the hedges the 13th-ranked Bulldogs. Number 18, Kansas State visits Vanderbilt. The big one tonight in Louisville. Number 3, Clemson at number 14, Louisville. Texas is at number 4, USC. Fresno State is at number 6, Washington. Number 19, Stanford is at San Diego State. And last night, it was Charlie Strong and South Florida Bulls, 47. Lovey Smith and the Fighting Illini of Illinois, 23. We will continue counting you down to LSU and Mississippi State. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Dick Bellavia. Brett Hudson joins us next to talk more about the Mississippi State Bulldogs here on Tiger Radio WWL. Brett Hudson, Mississippi State beat writer for the Commercial Dispatch. Brett, outside of the Egg Bowl, what would you say Mississippi State fans, the, uh, the next game in the SEC they look most forward to? Ooh, this year, I think it might be this one, honestly, because I think I think this is I think they know this is one of a really rare opportunity to really pop LSU. Obviously, they've only won this game once since 2000, even though the last three have been decided by one possession. But I, I think it might be this one, other than the the obvious hype around uh, playing Alabama. Although that doesn't look like it might be a, a good game for for State this year, I think. It really might be this one because this looks like one of their best opportunities to pop LSU that they've had in, in the last decade or so. Brett Herb here, man. What do you think the odds of that actually happening? Them to catch LSU right now in this situation, um, new coach, new offensive coordinator, young guys playing, playing the most freshmen um, in, in the whole country right now. What do you think those odds are at Mississippi State actually catching them right now at the right time and then actually beating LSU tonight? Yeah, that's that's the reason, and I, I think they've got a good shot. I, I really do. I mean, I, I picked them to win this game in in the preseason. Granted, that was before the LSU defense looked like two two really good games yep. against two uh, good competition. Uh, well, I mean, take out the BYU game that that wasn't a uh, very good offense they faced there. But no, I mean, I think they've I think they've got a really good shot um, now. LSU's looked a lot better than, than I thought they would uh, in, in these first two games. So if, if I were to put a percentage on it, I mean, they've got every shot to win this game. I'd say they've got a 60% chance of, of winning this game because they got a, a hyped opponent in their house. It, it's going to be electric here at, at Davis Wade tonight, and, and I think they're – I think they're ready to go. They've got the defense uh, ready to ready to do something about this. Their defensive line has looked like one of the most improved units in the conference through two games. Now, the consensus has been across um, the country that, you know, this is going to be a tight game, close game. So, with that being said, who has the better field goal kicker to possibly win this game by two points, you know, or three points or one point or whatnot? Which team you think has that uh, that particular guy, LSU or Mississippi State? Well, that depends. Do you think you can get to Starkville before kickoff? Because based on what I've seen out of both teams, I'd imagine uh, you've got as good a shot of, of kicking as well as either <laughs> of two teams right now. now I mean, it, it's obviously a problem spot for, for, for both teams. Your listeners know all about what, what LSU has going on and opening up their kicker competition. 
this week, and it's it's a conversation here in, in Starkville too. Uh, Tucker Day, uh, a freshman out of Tennessee, very highly regarded. He's he seems like the Messiah for for kicking at Mississippi State, but he, he's been inconsistent through his first two games to the point that they actually went to a walk on from Houston, Jace Christman, for all extra points in the second half of the Louisiana Tech game. And Coach Mullen said after the game and earlier this week that they just need what they get out of Tucker Day in practice in the game. That's what they need out of out of Tucker Day in, in this game. And if they get that, by all accounts, he, he really is the, the next good kicker that Mississippi State can count on for four years. But obviously we haven't seen that in a stadium yet. Brett Hudson is here with us. Brett, this defense, uh, a young man I had a chance to follow. He showed up big in the spring game, and I think a lot of folks over there are excited about him. Cam Dantzler, talk a little bit about that, that young man in the secondary and his prospects moving forward. Cam Dantzler, man, I, I love that kid. Uh, I actually saw him when he played with St. Thomas Aquinas at Mangum mm-hmm. in his junior year. He was he was unbelievable. Uh, he's he's definitely a, a big part of this cornerback rotation. They more or less rotate four cornerbacks in almost like a platoon system. Uh, he's he's part of that second platoon. He doesn't start for Mississippi State right now, but he gets plenty of snaps. It's it's been a, a conversation piece here at Starkville throughout the preseason that they don't want their guys on defense getting more than 50 snaps. They prefer them to get less than 40. So when you have a defensive staff with that kind of a mindset to rotate people like in that's obviously great news for for guys like cam dantler who who are entering the game early and often so so folks with with local ties to to cam are going to see him pretty often tonight all right brett mississippi state and lsu how you see this one shaking out tonight where i'm sure the cowbells and uh, look i was uh i was reading in the notes that the state you know everybody's kind of got their different air they promote and I think the SEC game day is there, the SEC network, and they're in an area called the Junction or, or somewhere in that area. Take us through that, where it is on campus, adjacent to Davis Wade Stadium, Scott Field, and what's that like over there? Is that where all the fans kind of tailgate and hover around? Oh, yeah, it's, it's wild. The Junction is just right outside of an end zone. So there's, there's an end zone here with Hale State printed on it. Then there's the locker room and, and all of that. And then just on the other side of that building, is the junction. I'm actually looking out at it right now. It's just people lining the sidewalk for the for the for the team to get here in about half an hour. There's just tents all over the place. So you're it's the junction and, and the main tailgating scene is is literally backing up right into the stadium. That's what they have here in, in Starkville. And it's it's as electric as I've ever seen it uh, around here for, for this game, as you could imagine with, with number twelve and L S U coming to town. The the final score I put up there was 31-27 State. Uh, I, I picked State to win this game in the preseason. I, I really like what I've seen out of LSU out of two weeks. Uh, I kind of, but I didn't really feel right about straying away from that preseason prediction only two weeks into the season. So, so I stuck with it. If, it, if it's going to be 31-27 State, it's going to be because State's linebacking core, which is one of the best, most underrated in, in the conference, mm-hmm. is going to stand up big. Des Harris, Leo Lewis, and Gary Green being a big part of that those are those are the guys to watch when lsu gets inside the 30 when some of those touchdowns might turn into field goal opportunities based on those stops giving us the latest on the mississippi state bulldogs behind enemy lines part two for the commercial dispatch state beat writer brett hudson brett how can people keep up with you on social media everything is on twitter at brett underscore hudson b-r-e-t-t underscore hudson all right brett thank you so much enjoy the game tonight 
Thanks for the invite, guys. Y'all be good. All right. Thanks, Brett. Up next, when we return, we'll get Herb's take. The LSU offense facing the state defense. And what are some key things to look for? And uh, what are some things to look for in just a few moments? We will continue counting you down to LSU and Mississippi State right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. He is senior writer at TigerBait.com, at BLDOR, at B-L-D-O-R-E. On Twitter is Brian Lazar. 260-1870 is the number to get involved. You can text us at 870-870 if you have a question for Brian. Brian, looking at this matchup, LSU and Mississippi State, it is one that's been dominated from the win-loss column by LSU. But again, and I know, you know, when you break down a game you can be on you know there's, there's so much breaking down that you can do to break things you know all the way down from this that standpoint and so forth the most important number i think we go back to the last three years is that it's been really tight and it's come down in less than you know decided by less than a possession five points or less and some people are feeling that is the same type of thing we will see tonight and if we go by what we've seen strengths on these two teams is that you know both of them would come to, t- to town with like you're thinking, well, you know, LSU historically in this matchup brings a stout defense. State brings a stout offense. But in the first two games for both of them, Brian, you know, both sides of the ball have been looked good and both sides statistically, when you look at the numbers, uh, rank fairly highly in the conference. Yeah, that's true, Dick. But, you know, I think both LSU and its two games and Mississippi State and its two games were certainly the, the far superior team. So I – I don't know how much you can stop you can put in the numbers for the first two games. Uh, looking at these last three games, the, the funny thing, they've all ended up close, but they weren't close all the way through because in all three of those games, the team that won was comfortably ahead in the fourth quarter and had to hold off rally. And two of those three rallies were, were by backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, the game in Baton Rouge three years ago, uh, Anthony Jennings gets benched, and Brandon Harris comes in and leads a comeback. The game in Baton Rouge last year, Nick Fitzgerald got benched, and Damian Williams came in off the bench and led the rally. And the only time the starter actually led a rally was two years ago when Prescott, Dak Prescott, almost brought State back from a you know a double-digit deficit to win. So it's been the games have been close, but in all all three of them, the team which won. Uh, had to hold on to the end after having double-digit lead. And, you know, one thing, too, that they, they've both done, uh, you know, in, in thinking about it, that passing the ball, rushing the ball, the offenses have protected the ball extremely well. And if you go by what their defenses have done tonight, it may come down to which defense can take the ball away from in the first couple of games what has been a very sharp offense. State just won. Uh, LSU has not turned the ball over. So that could be key when it's all said and done tonight, uh, Brian. You know, which team can continue to protect the ball extremely well? Yeah, look, LSU is the better team. Uh, Now, it's not like Mississippi State is incapable of pulling the upset off. Number one, they're at home, and number two, they, they have a very very good quarterback. But uh, if LSU plays as well as it can play, they're going to win the game. Now, if LSU doesn't play as well as it can and, and State plays as well as it can, as it can, if Fitzgerald has a good game, yeah, that's when the, when the upset can take place. One thing, LSU under Dave Aranda has done a pretty good job against the running quarterback. You know, Fitzgerald last year was no factor. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson in the bowl game last year was no factor for Louisville. Uh, even in the Alabama game last year, you know, they kept Jalen Hurts 
uh, wrapped up for three quarters and, you know, till the fourth quarter. So Aranda and then has done a good job stopping the running quarterback. And if LSU can prevent Fitzgerald from running the football tonight and make him have to throw, I think that's good for the LSU defense. Brian Herb here. Now, with that being said, it, everything that you said in my mind is absolutely true. Now, I've, I've, I've posed this question before with, you know, going into this particular game, both teams are kind of shaky when it comes to special teams kicking field goals. This is going to be a close game. With that being said, who do you think is going to win that particular battle in this particular game? Because I can see touchdowns being scored by both teams. Not many, but at least, you know, three to four total touchdowns being scored. But there are going to be times where both teams are going to be in the red zone and someone's going to have to make a field goal or two. Which one of these two teams you think can pull that off? I guarantee you this. Neither Dan Mullen nor Ed Ogeron is hoping that they have to kick field goals. <laughs> uh, I, I, Herb, I couldn't tell you. I, I, you know, look, uh, you know, from the LSU standpoint, you know, there's no doubt. I talked to Connor Culp earlier in the week, and they said they strictly go by who has the best week of practice, and that person kicks in the game. So, obviously, Jack Gonsolin had a better week than Culp, and it's going to kick in the game. Look, Gonsolin has not looked good kicking the ball. Even his makes, and I'm talking about some made extra points, haven't looked good. So, it's, it's certainly, you know, I wouldn't – I couldn't say that LSU – Field goal kicker will be better, but then of course I haven't seen Tucker Day at Mississippi State, so he may be just as as poor as what we're seeing from LSU. Right. Senior writer from TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar is here with us. Brian, when you think about it, what LSU is trying to do to get on the road, and like you said, they're the better team to win this one, just to get a you know get the W, get on back home. Then you've got two non-conference games, one's against a Power Five or conference team in Syracuse before you go out on the road again. It's it's like you know, uh, okay, then we get back home to our our environment before we go back out on the road again for what's. Staping up to be a pretty tough October leading into the month that we know LSU in the last few years kind of falling down the month of November. But but you get this one any kind of way, Brian, I see where you have an opportunity, no disrespect to Syracuse and Troy, to really get to clicking on all cylinders, and then you'll have, you know, as long as he stays healthy, by the time you get back on the road again, then you would have all hands on deck, including what Coach O has talked about. You, you would assume you would have a guy like Arden Key into the top game shape that they want to work him into. Yeah, this is without a doubt the toughest game in September. If LSU wins the game tonight, avoids the upset, they're going to be 5-0 and going into October, into October, which I think this year is going to be a tougher month than November. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is the big game. You look at LSU's schedule, and let's just, you know, everybody talks about winning the West. Let's just talk about winning 10 regular season games and if they do that, they're probably going to – they got a pretty good chance of being in a New Year's Six Bowl game if they go 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Well, for, I think as long as LSU avoids the upset, they're going to be 10-2. and two. And one of these first games where you can say, uh-oh, they have the better team, but they could get upset is right. tonight in Starkville. So this is one of the first tests. This LSU team and, – and it's look, we can look back through – Every year, these last three or four years, when LSU stumbled a little bit, LSU loses one game, conference game every year, where they shouldn't lose. You know, last year, uh, they lose at home to Florida. You know, they should not have lost that game. Uh, two years ago, I think they were favored at, at 
at Ole Miss and lost. So there's been one game every year where LSU is the favorite in the conference, and they've lost. And that's what LSU has to avoid this year, just win the games that they're favored in, and they're going to be – they're going to win 10 regular season games and will be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Tonight's the first test, first team they're playing who can pull the upset. That's what LSU's got to avoid. Brian, going back to uh, the bowl game in which LSU really stifled uh, Lamar Jackson, is it, do you see similar defenses tonight? Uh, you know, of course, LSU had different personnel. A kid that was in the top five in the draft with the New York Jets, uh, basically there. But do you see that? Is is this a situation where it's okay? You keep an eye. You know, whether you say okay, you you spy. That seems seems to be the sexy term when somebody's watching a a top tier opposing player, particularly a quarterback. Uh, does someone spy on a guy like Fitzgerald? And that mo take take us through you know that st- stage of it, and would you similar see expect to see similar type of defense tonight like LSU did against Louisville, which was led by their their high profile quarterback Lamar Jackson? Well, Jackson is a dual threat like Fitzgerald, but Jackson is a different type of runner than Fitzgerald. Jackson's mm-hmm. a little more elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to run over people. Fitzgerald is more like. Tim Tebow, who Dan Mullen had when he was the offensive coordinator in Florida, where he's going to just run uh, some zone plays inside where, look, I'm taking a snap and I'm looking for the hole and I'm going to run and I can can run over a couple guys I can't. So obviously you want to pinch the middle against Fitzgerald, against a running quarterback, and and LSU tried to keep Jackson in the pocket last year and had a lot of success. They're going to try to do the same thing. With Fitzgerald, try to keep him in the pocket. And then you're going to have to, you know, gang tackle him because he's strong enough and one-on-one he, he may bust the tackle. So I think that that's a, it's a little bit like what they did against Jackson. That you want to keep him in the middle, but then you're going to have to gang tackle him just because of his size. All right, Brian, your, your key to tonight's contest, where you see this one shaking out? A lot of people think it's going to be tight. LSU is about a touchdown favorite. How do you see this one? Uh, break, shape it up, break it down for us, LSU, Mississippi State. I don't know if one team is going to get out to a you know, 10, 14-point lead in this one like they've been doing the last uh, three years. Uh, I think it's going to stay close all the way this time. But uh, I think that LSU is going to get good games from Danny Etling and Darius Geis. And those two guys will be a little bit better than Nick Fitzgerald and State's running back, Harris Williams. So I'm saying LSU 24, Mississippi State 20. He is senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, at D-L-Dore, at B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter. He's got his uh, complete breakdown and the latest on the Tigers, www.TigerBait.com. Brian, as always, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Okay, talk to you guys later. All right, Brian. And, Thanks, Brian. You know, Herb, when you look at it, these two teams between them now, Mississippi State has run 146 offensive plays, uh, 56 passing attempts, 90 rushing attempts in two games, only one interception. That's their lone offensive turnover on offense. LSU 139 plays, 103 rushing and 36 passing, and the Tigers have not turned the ball over. And that's, uh, that, that's pretty high profile when you think about what these two teams do. And tonight – Imagine when it's all said and done. I don't know if someone needs to be on the plus side, but if LSU can just do what they've been doing, 
Herb, and that not turn the ball over. I mean, you want to be on the plus side, force one on defense. Yep. But if you can just be even in this contest, Herb, that'll be huge in a game like this. Well, it's an SEC game, and this is what you need to do. You have to, at the very least, be even. Or if you're plus one, you should normally be about 90% guaranteed to win on that. Um, you know, the one thing that LSU has done so far this season was or is to create a turnover when it was needed and or, or let me not say and or and to not turn the ball over at all offensively and you know what it with, with LSU having 139 plays total and 103 of those plays have been rushes and that that means those guys that are running the football are taking good care of the football and then also not only that Danny Etling is throwing the ball really confidently and not putting the ball into traffic or forcing anything uh, and then and just putting the ball exactly where it needs to be so his players can either make a play on the ball or catch the ball very cleanly and then make a play after the catch. Two numbers to keep an eye on under Coach Ogeron, LSU. When they score 20 or more points are 8-0, and and when they lead after the third quarter, they are a perfect 8-0 under Coach Ogeron. Two interesting numbers there for the Tigers. I see it happen again tonight. Herb, now let's take a look. LSU's offense against Mississippi State's defense. And when you think about it, Herb, the offensive line, I think, yep. has taken yep. two steps forward for LSU yep. from the, the preseason to week one against BYU. Yes, sir. And then from BYU to Tennessee, Chattanooga, faced two defenses that tonight they'll face a lot more from an athletic standpoint, more caliber with SEC talent without question. But – LSU was in a situation where they weren't faced with a lot of big fronts as far as eight, nine men in the box where last week they were. They've proven they can handle that, or they've, they've proven they, they know what to do. They're not going to be scared and throw the ball downfield if State tries to crowd them. That offensive line, though, will face a guy like Dez Harris, a guy like Jeffrey Simmons mm-hmm. and Jerry Green, and these are some of the top tacklers uh, in the SEC. And that's going to be interesting because tonight, when you think about when State does something defensively, uh, it's one of these three guys, and Simmons, he's a, he's a big load in the middle on that defensive line. Absolutely. You got the leaders on the offensive line for LSU and Clapp and Malone. Um, those guys have to come out and, and set the tone early. Um, and then also our backs have to pick up those blitzing linebackers or, or whatever the assignment calls for to chip on this particular defensive end or defensive tackle and make sure that the, no one gets in through the line of scrimmage so we can give uh, Danny Edlin a clean pocket to throw the ball in or open up some holes for the running back to be able to run. Now, the thing about it, though, is that Mississippi State won't just allow them to do that. They're going to come, man. Those guys are really enthusiastic and they're athletic and they're they're, they're just as physical and, and strong up front as we are. So the biggest thing is I think it's going to come down to is going to be the, the want and the will to win and who's going to have that. And hopefully our guys up front for LSU will have that. Herb, now are talking about the LSU, the LSU defensive front against Mississippi State's offensive line. This yep. is an offensive line, Herb, that when you talk about State, they're a team that wants to obviously get out to a, a good start in the contest. They are a team that is a ball control team, what they do. And like Brian said, the difference between a guy like a Lamar Jackson, which LSU had a tremendous amount of success on last year in the bowl game, versus a Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, he's elusive. He can make some runs, but he's more apt to come straight to you 
try to run over you, get those hard yards where Lamar can kind of make some things happen and get around you. And that's going to be interesting tonight because I think early on, Herb, you want to set the tone and let him know when he thinks about running, yeah, you might get some yards, but we're going to get a good clean wrap-up and we're going to tackle you to the ground because you don't want them breaking tackles through that first wave of defenders. Obviously, and it's one of the things that I love about Coach Aranda. He always gets his guys ready for these types of quarterbacks. And, um, you know, we know what Fitzgerald brings to the table, but we also know what our defense brings to the table. And that's going to be aggressive. That's going to be physicality. That's going to be guys flying around the ball and nothing but athleticism. Um, you know, and then we have Arden Key back. Um, you know, he won't be, you know, 100% Arden Key. However, right. we'll get 80%. And I'll take an 80% Arden Key over 0% Arden Key all day long. Um, with that being said, you know, in, in the linebackers in White, Thompson, and Alexander, those guys have been playing lights out. So let's see and hope that they can continue to do the same thing uh, against a quality SEC opponent what in a Mississippi good State. Absolutely, and, yep. and and that's what we're looking for. This is going to dictate the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. So this is the first, like Herb's. This is the first of yeah. several good quarterbacks you're going to face in the Western Division. Absolutely, and and this is this is the first big test that you're going to have. And how do you respond to this? Is going to be one of those things that tell you what kind of season we'll have defensively. All right, we'll take our final timeout. We'll come back, and Herb Tyler gives us his prediction: LSU and Mississippi. State. On the latest on the Tigers, keep up with real time. Text the word sports to 870-870. And as soon as we get information, we send it straight to you. We'll continue wrapping it up next. LSU and Mississippi State, a 605 kickoff tonight right here on WWL. All right, don't forget, in game action, you'll have uh, Facebook at WWL.com, our radio Facebook, as we keep you up to date on uh, what is going on in the contest. And then tomorrow, it's a huge day. We'll have... Uh, the fans' first take, Christian Garrick and Steve Court will be with you from 8 to 10, just outside of Gates A, in between Gates A and B, in front of the uh, team shop there on the concourse level. That is from 8 to 10. Then it's the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff from 10 until right about noon. And then it's our game day crew of Christian Garrick, Deuce McAllister, and Jim Henderson bring you New Orleans in New England tomorrow, a noon kickoff. Then the point after with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair, Bayou Burger and Sports Company, Uptown on Magazine tomorrow evening, 10-plus hours of wall-to-wall Saints coverage. All right, Herb Tyler, LSU and Mississippi State, your keys to tonight's game before we get your prediction. So, first and foremost, I think uh, I think th- this game is going to come down to special teams. Um, I- I'm, I'm like everybody else. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, and it's going to be who's going to make the play on special teams, whether it be a, a really good timing field goal made by one of the other teams and or a, a punt return or something like that. Um, that's my first key. The second key is going to be defensively, who can stop who in the red zone. I think I think it'll be pretty pretty normal type of, of SEC football game for both of these teams that they'll get, you know, in the open field, they'll get down. But whoever, whatever defense can stop the, the other opposing team's offense in the red zone would definitely be um, the, 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 the victor to, tonight, I think. Um, and then the third, the third key is, is what team is most prepared for this first SEC game? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, which head coach has done the best possible job all week long to prepare their team for what I think is a really huge game in the SEC tonight? Because both of these teams are playing their very first SEC game, um, and the probably the 
toughest game in the month of September. Herb, now when you look at this matchup, do you give uh, any edge? Uh, is, is there a big edge to, to Nick Fitzgerald because of what he's how he's featured in that offense? Or could this come down to a maturity situation as far as, you know, Danny Etling being a little older? And, he's, of course, he's been in some high-profile games and he's been on the road before in this one. To, who, who has an edge in this one at quarterback, if anybody? You know, it, if, if you want to make a statement to say someone has an edge, you would say Nick Fitzgerald only because he's been in this particular offense for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? But then, then then on the flip side of that, you say, well, okay, well, Danny Edlin is finally in an offense that complements what he does well, and he's healthy now. So it's kind of even to me right now at this particular point. Now, who's going to have the better efficient game being the, you know, the starting quarterback for the team, meaning put their team in the right positions, making the right plays, and not throwing the ball into coverage or not putting the team in, 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 in a situation where the defense, the opposing defense is is in a situation where they're, um, they either have the advantage with more guys up front or the advantage with more defensive backs on the field. Um, so I, I really think this is an even game as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, but I think Danny Etling has nothing to lose here. Uh, and what I mean by that is he can take a few chances down the field, um, you know, and he has an opportunity to solidify himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC tonight. All right, Herb, LSU and Mississippi State tonight. The Tigers are a touchdown favorite. How you see this one shaking out? When it's all said and done, we'll go uh, next week. LSU takes on Syracuse. What do you think the Tigers wind up doing tonight? Look, I'm 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 all for the touchdown favorite. That one touchdown. I see I see DJ Chalk having a really good game on special teams. I think he'll return a punt for a touchdown. Um, that'll give us an edge. And I also think we'll score three touchdowns offensively. I think Guy scores two. And then I think that Danny Etlin throws one touchdown. So with that being said, I I see LSU winning twenty seven to twenty in this particular game. Um and I and I really, I really think that we have the better team um when it comes to you know athletes on the field. But I also think that we have um, we're ready to establish ourselves as that let's call it number two team behind Alabama in the SEC. That is Herb Tyler. All right, Herb, we will talk to you later in the week when we get yes, set sir. for Syracuse. All right, thanks so much to Dave Potter. Up next, LSU's network countdown to LSU and Mississippi State in a 6:05 kickoff tonight. The Tigers and the Bulldogs. Herb, tell everybody goodbye and take us to the house. Enjoy your night, everybody. Go Tigers, and we love every single one of you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.